The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking about the Mel Gibson-directed movie, Hacksaw Ridge. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Today, we're talking about Hacksaw Ridge, one of the coolest war movies I've seen in a while. And I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader's here. What's up, dude? I'm here, man. I'm, I'm repping Grouchy nice You're repping Grouchy John's? Nice and new hat. hat. Shout out to yeah. JJ over there at Grouchy yes. John's. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, he got me this shirt for free. For free? He just dude, he comps. JJ's the best. He bought he me coffee really yesterday. Cool. He comps us for every time. Every time he sees us in the shop, comps. Yeah. Just, I'm going to do a real quick plug. If, yeah. you, if you guys are in Las Vegas... Grouchy John's Coffee Shop. Go out of your way. Check it out. Take a cab over there. Mm -hmm. It's it's our. Uh, it, like you might see one of us. Bermuda and Warm Springs. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's it's Maryland and Windmill. <clears throat> oh, that's it. Yeah, Maryland and Windmill. Grouchy John's Coffee. They treat us well. They're like our family. It's our hangout. It's our home away from the studio. Yep. Um, go check it out. And we love those guys over there. So, yeah. you know, Grouchy right John's Coffee. We're pretty, much, we're pretty much there having a staff meeting every Monday. Yep. Yeah, and every uh, Monday. Hewlett was like, you guys have staff meetings? Yeah. Like, of course like, yeah. we do. Yeah. What do yeah. you think this is? Some kind of podcast? Some kind of fly-by-night <laughs> operation? Yeah. I, I, th I think David just thinks that we just show up and talk about shit and don't no. even plan anything out. No, We work. No. Yeah, we work. Kadish works. We 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 listen. We listen. Kadish works. We listen. We go. Yes, Kadish, a great overlord and master. Except when I ask you to Google something, and then we're like, no, fuck off. Phone's right in front of you. Fuck off. Judah's also here. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? How'd you? Actually, there's a movie this week that you watched that I'm dying to hear your thoughts on. We'll get to it. It's not this one. No, it is not. It's later on in a minute. Kadish is also here. The master. Of puppets. Sure. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, the master of puppets. Master of puppets from <laughs> yes. Master of nipples. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was better than you calling me a nipple. Uh, that was on our Star Patreon Trek, content. Yeah, our Star Trek yeah. introduction. <laughs> Alex never knows how to introduce me. I don't. Um, um, but, uh, you, you know, it's it's funny because, like, I think I've seen this movie twice. Uh, the first time when it came out upon this rewatch. And it's a damn good movie. It's a damn really good I, movie. I, I have to admit that uh, th this movie uh, gives me the feels. And so, like, uh, it's one of it's one of those movies where it's okay as a man to feel something when you're watching. I cried. Anybody else cry? You know what's no. funny is that I watched it with him, and I had no idea he was having feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just, just that's just stoic Kadish yeah. just looking at a screen. <laughs> yeah. So the theme for this week, guys, if you're brand new to this podcast, we do a theme every single week. We pick a genre, and then we do three movies within that genre. Uh, this week's genre is Mel Gibson directed movies. So if Mel Gibson <laughs> was behind the camera, we're watching it this week. And our choices are this week is Hacksaw Ridge, Apocalypto, and Braveheart. So we're super excited for this week. It's going to be a great week. No one cares about the man without a face. Well, we only do three movies. We we'll right? come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's only directed four movies. Well, <laughs> also, I have to say that the Jesus movie was off the board because... Uh, Vader's a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I'm not doing the fucking Jesus movie. I, I concur. I don't want to do a yeah, Jesus I, movie. I, I, I forgot about Passion of the Christ. So he's directed <laughs> five movies. I can, I've watched that movie. I, have you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like anti. Dude, I, I'm not like anti-Jesus. I'm anti-religion. <laughs> You're anti-Jesus, man. Most religions are a bunch of hypocritical bullshit, but we're not going to go there. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. 100%. So, yeah. 100%. That's how they get you. I, I love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, not gonna watch that movie yeah. though. I really, I really <laughs> like that one movie. Um, um, uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, What's the one with Willem Dafoe? Was was he Jesus in that movie? Oh, that, the Passion of the Christ. No, no, no. Yeah. that's that's, that's the Mel Gibson movie. That's Jim. Co yeah. yeah, Oh, the Last Temptation of Christ. That's the. No, yeah, I'm, that's I'm talking one. about the Jesus zombie movie. What was what was that? There's, one? A, there's a Jesus. I forget movie. the name of it. Jesus yeah. was. In Orgasmo, he gave us a thumbs up at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And there was that yeah. Kevin Smith Jesus movie. That was really good. Dogma. Dogma. Dogma, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to review that one someday. <laughs> <laughs> we should do Dogma, Red State, and a bunch of We should just do Jesus movies. Let's have a Jesus movie. Yeah. Let's do a Jesus movie. Yes, we win. SMP, we're talking Jesus. Yeah, we, we, we could do Jesus scissor hands. Uh, yeah. oh, no. oh my God, Jesus scissor hands, yes. Uh, you guys, you guys uh, want to watch a bunch of drunk assholes talking about Jesus week? <laughs> there it is. We got to put that shit. Fucking Jesus movies. So take yes. the wheel. So take the wheel, nerds, because we're talking Jesus. There, there is an actual movie where it's Jesus versus dinosaurs, I think. Oh, or zombies, yes. one of yes. those two. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, we're going to be Next. struck by lightning. I'm sending this one to my mom. <laughs> my, my super religious mom. 
Jesus week at the Salty Nerd Podcast. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. R2 says replace Wade with Jesus. <laughs> oh, you know, it'd be funny is if we just reviewed movies uh, that starred a character named Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trejo. Oh, Jesus. We could do fucking. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a justice. Oh my God. We could do. Um, Off the rails. Lebowski. <laughs> Nobody uh, fucks with the Jesus. Big Lebowski. We should figure out how to do Lebowski. Oh my God. Oh, yes, man. we do. Well, we do. Vagina. <laughs> we've never done Big Lebowski? We've never done Le Big Lebowski. Oh, shit. Yeah. Somebody write your dick for a thousand Somebody write that down. <laughs> well, he's going to pay a hundred if he wants to watch. <laughs> the bum's lost, sir. The bum's the lost. Bum's lost. <laughs> All right, guys. Hacksaw Ridge. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to have another drink because we're irresponsible and we're going to be right back and we're going to get into Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you guys want to support what we do here, go to saltynerd.com slash DC and download a game called Dragon Champions. It's a really fun game support our, that supports our podcast. Uh, it's a fun hero collected game where you get to upgrade your characters and go on raids and go on campaigns and have a lot of fun on your uh, mobile app, whatever you use, your phone or tablet or whatever. Um, and we really love this game. Vader plays it like a freaking madman. Kadish is masterclass level 80. So if you guys play it, type in salty in the promo code and it gives you a little bit of a leg up, gives you some boosts and a new character and stuff like that. It helps you along your way. If you reach level 20, join our guild, Salty Your Podcast Guild. It's ran by one of our Patreons, JT. And uh, those guys go on crazy guilds all the time. I tried to join one of them, but I got spanked. So I have to, I have to build my characters up a little bit before I get back into it. But it's a great app. Those guys support the heck out of our podcast. We want to return the favor. So don't forget to type in that promo code. It gets you credit and uh, gives you a leg up. All right, Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. Jude, take it away. All right, sir. 2016 Hacksaw Ridge, rated R with a runtime of two hours, 19 minutes. This had a budget of $40 million. That's it? Good for it. Guess what it made. 120. All right. What was Peter? the budget? 40. I'm going to be honest here right now real quick. Um, no. I thought when you, when you said we were watching Hacksaw Ridge, I thought we were talking about a Clint Eastwood movie. Hmm. The one where they invade Grenada. So did you watch the wrong movie? Oh, the, no. But oh, wasn't okay. that like the same? Letter, letters from... Uh, no, 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 no. Something the, like the, that. The one where he trains uh, Mario Peebles in boot camp and they go and invade Grenada. It's a... Somebody in the chat it, knows it, what it is. It's called Heartbreak Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge. That's oh. the one. That's right. I, I got you that mixed up. And um, I almost went and watched Heartbreak Ridge. But I, I figured it out that there was the Spider-Man movie with a kid with the Spider-Man stuff in it. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. And um, I had never heard of this movie before. Really? Yes. Okay. Weird, right? That I never heard of this? I didn't remember having seen it before. And and I, I don't remember it ever being in the theaters. So therefore, I don't think it made a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say budget 40, it maybe broke even because I do not remember this coming out. Okay. So... What's the, I'm just uh, going to say that. What's the box million. office, Jude? All right. This had a box office of $180 million. That's great. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Mel Gibson has never directed a flop. Yeah, well. That's good for him. He's very selective. I, uh, he's a good director. That also <laughs> gave away the box office for the other two movies we're going to review this week. <laughs> 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 yeah, so came I. Got to go high. Yeah. All right, sure. Jude. Swing away. Give us the synopsis. All right. Hugo Weaving hasn't cared about anything but the bottle since his friends were killed in World War I. When his two sons, who pretty much raised themselves, enlist in the military to serve in World War II, and having been driven insane by the previous World War, he washes his hands clean of his boys. Desmond, enlisted to become a medic and save lives. And being the naive boy that he is, he believes the recruiting officer when he tells Desmond he won't have to carry a weapon. Suddenly, Desmond's the asshole, a coward, and about to get court-martialed when finally his piece-of-shit father pulls a Hail Mary and somehow gets him an, an exemption from carrying. Still, his whole company thinks he's a useless coward until they get orders to take Hacksaw Ridge and without firing a single shot, Desmond rescues 75 men from death and earns the Medal of Honor. Spoilers. Discuss. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is movie. a first watch for me. Me too. You've never seen this Really? Mm -mm. Wow. I, 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 I thought because you picked it that this was like something that you'd seen. That's before. why I picked it because I've never had a chance to watch <laughs> it. I thought it was a first watch. And then when I started watching it, I was like, oh, no, I 
I've seen this. And Katie's was like, yeah, you saw it with me. <laughs> yeah, we were together in 2016. <laughs> Is that when it came out was 2016? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I have such a blank about this movie coming 2016 out. 2016 was a weird year. If you remember, shit kind of just hit the fan. Was, was, it, was that a Star Wars year? Yeah, that was Marvel the year. Was that, last that, Jedi. That was the year oh, a certain God. No wonder. Got elected. That, that movie just consumed our lives. Yeah, The Last Jedi yeah. and also a president got elected that like just completely yeah. rifted oh, the entire yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, Last Jedi right. was 2018, wasn't it? Did it come out after? I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I'm sorry. My bad. I don't know, but uh, there was there must have been a lot of stuff going on because this this was the first watch for me too. Okay, and um, I'm not a huge Andrew Garfield fan, but but you know, um, he pulled this off, and I appreciated his performance even more after I saw the dude at the end of the movie who they based the character on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm always a little hesitant about. True stories. True stories, because I, I don't know how much is, is bullshit yeah. and how much is, is real. Um, but, you know, I think they, I, I enjoyed this movie, man. So, it was good. So one of the reasons that you may not have known about this movie is because at the time, Mel Gibson was in the process of being canceled. That's right. He was. Mm. And, and, and so like when this movie came out, uh, there, was a big, there was a big anti-Mel Gibson sentiment in Hollywood and it got buried. Oh, yeah. I mean, this should have been an Oscar nom, mm -hmm. but it wasn't. Mm. You know, and um, he's got he, he, uh, the Sarge. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is Dude, so I love good. Vince Vaughn. I, like, when I was watching this movie but, and Vince Vaughn showed up as the freaking drill sergeant, yeah. I was like, I'm like, is this going to be a comedy? I, like, right. I, I felt like he you was know. so out of place, but he pulled it but, off. But, 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 I feel but, like it was to him when he was doing this role, though. Yeah. I feel like, like you know, you, like Mel Gibson was in the middle of his, of his meltdown mm -hmm. bullshit. Well, Vince Vaughn kind of got, he's a, he's a Hollywood conservative too. Yes. Yes. So I kind of feel like this 2016 was about the same time that all this culture war bullshit mm -hmm. kind of started coming to the forefront. Right. And I, I can kind of understand now why I might not have heard of this movie because I'm sure people were doing their best to stand squash it. it. Yeah. You know, cause it's a great movie. It really is. It really and, is. And, and Vince Vaughn is, you know, he's a Hollywood conservative and I'm sure there's probably more people in this movie that are too. Um, you know, cause that's how Mel Gibson rules. Mel Gibson don't give a fuck mm -hmm. about being canceled and stuff. Well, what so, was even more surprising is, is like, this is actually a very heavily faith-based movie. Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, Mel Gibson's, um, you know, an, um, I don't know, Christian yeah. and, you know, he made Passion of the Christ and stuff like that. But with this film, like it, it's such a, a great kind of like, I think spiritual message mm -hmm. and set against the background of like pure hell, which is war. <laughs> Um, so like the, the theme of this movie is very kind of like in line with like the type of like faith-based material that right. Mel Gibson likes to produce. And also it's one of the reasons why Hollywood hates him. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I'm not into the faith-based movie stuff. Like it, it's usually a little bit over the top and kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I have like this natural repulsion to that kind of stuff. I, just, I really like that Noah movie with the, with the rock creatures. That was bullshit. That was, a, that was, that was an awesome movie. Total bullshit. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky, right? It's nothing about that fucking happened. Um, it's like Russell, Russell Crowe is Noah. <laughs> Ridiculous Oh movie. God. It's like, oh my God, there's Korg. <laughs> Corpse oh, building the ark. It's like, hey guys, I uh, built this ark, but hey, I didn't you know pin to enough pamphlets, and you know, it's just not going to make it work. Um, like, I usually don't enjoy these types of movies, but for whatever reason, like, I, I genuinely have good feelings when I watch this movie because I do agree with Andrew Garfield's character in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think you identify with him. I do. I really do because I like. I don't mean to get political or anything, but I genuinely do not think that the freaking suits behind the desk yep. at the Pentagon have the right to send young men out to war because they want more shit for mm -hmm. themselves. You know, like it's just, I have a repulsion to that. Like there, there's times where fighting is, it works and there's times where fighting is just a political move and I don't yep. agree with it. And his conscientious, con I can't say that. Conscientious objector. Thank you. His stance for that in this movie works so well for me because I'm like, yeah, like, look, I'm not a coward. I don't yeah. want to not help people. I don't want to not help my country, but I don't also want to just go and murder hundreds I, of people I totally, because you told me to. I do. I totally understand the, the way he was brought up. You know, his dad was an asshole. Right. Mm -hmm. And there, there was a scene where, you know, he almost killed his dad mm -hmm. with a gun. It, it, it messed with his head. Yeah. And, you know, you combine that with his with his faith, with his faith 
you know, and, and, um, yeah, he also almost he, killed his brother with a brick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a real deep start of the movie, but you can't, you, you, they, they took the time to build up his, his character and the, the reason why he thinks the way he thinks. And you can't really finish this movie and not respect that. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, they, and he found a way in, in real life to, to do his duty and still serve his country. And he ended up getting the medal of honor for mm -hmm. it. And that that's, that's an incredible story. Yeah. yeah. It really is. I'm, I'm skipping till the end, mm -hmm. but like when they interview the, the real Desmond Doss mm -hmm. and he's talking about the scene that the whole movie is building up to is the scene on Hacksaw Ridge was when he's saving all of, all of these right. men. He was saving people on, the, he was saving the enemy. Yeah. Also. They said they cut, they got Just a couple of Japanese people. Anyone too. who yeah. was injured, he wanted to save lives. Mm -hmm. And the real Desmond Doss was just saying, like, I just kept praying after each person, please, God, let me one more mm -hmm. and save one more. And then he'd say, God, let me get one more. Yeah. And he'd save one more. And it was, it was really heartfelt and it really gave you the feels. Mm -hmm. And yeah. th those scenes at the end of the film, they're actually from a documentary that was made on him called The Conscientious Objector. <clears throat> um, so like if anybody wants the real story, like they can check that out. But one of the interesting things about, you know, I think Mel Gibson tried very hard to put in as much real life stuff in, into this movie as possible. But uh, the interesting thing about the Hacksaw Ridge part of this movie is that to, to hear Desmond Dawes speak, he, he's like, I think maybe I saved 50 people but the people who he saved, you know, they, they've come out and they're like, oh, he saved like way more than that. He saved like hundreds. And throughout the course of his tour, his entire tour in, in World War II, he, he's credited with saving over 300 lives. Wow. So not just on Hacksaw Ridge, which some people say he saved like close to 100 people. So in the movie, when they say 75, they're kind of averaging out. Like he mm -hmm. said 50, they yeah. say 100. So it's like somewhere in the middle there. But uh, he actually saved like over the, the course of like, you know, his, his tour, military career, his military career, like over like 300 people. Yeah. For, for a movie that is like supposed to be preachy, I appreciate the way this does it. Oh, this well, but, was done very yeah, well. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was being preached at once during this entire movie. Mm -hmm. I, it was highly entertaining. Yeah. And I just, I appreciated the story and I appreciated it even more when you, when you realize that it's real. This mm -hmm. is hap this happened. It's, it's, it's hard to believe that it did happen. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. For it's sure. Like, there's, there's no fucking way this is real. And then, and then when they start going into the documentary the, the stuff. The documentary stuff at the oh, end. You're like, wow. Well, I mean, this crazy. is like. Well, what's funny about this movie is, so first of all, like it took 14 years to get this to the screen. Mm -hmm. And the way this went about happening is that the pastor of Desmond Dawes Church, who knew about the story, uh, pitched it to a screenwriter that he met. And then they're like, they it went through like the Hollywood rounds and stuff like that. And it was basically through this guy's church that this movie uh, eventually got made, but it took a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. And one of the interesting things about this is that, so this is an independently financed film, uh, like most of Mel Gibson's films, because nobody wants to like give Mel Gibson money. Like he goes out and he like raises funds independently. And this entire movie was shot in Australia. Mm. And uh, the entire battle scene was shot on like a dairy farm or something. <laughs> um, but one of the interesting aspects of this was, is like they originally decided to shoot it in Australia for like tax breaks. And when they were getting ready to shoot, uh, the Australian government took away all those tax breaks. It was like some like legislative thing. And so Mel Gibson had to basically um, shift gears and make sure that his entire crew and most of his, like 90% of his cast was Australian based in order to get Australian subsidies. And it was because of his work on the Mad Max movies and him growing up in Australia that he was able to convince the Australian government to look at this as an Australian production <laughs> and give them enough tax credits to make this movie for $30 million. Nice. Uh, so like uh, we actually owe this movie to the, the Mad Max people. So, <laughs> Of course we do. That's perfect. That's great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get into some specific scenes. Um, I'm just going to start off. It's in the more at the beginning of the scene where they're in boot camp uh, with the character named Hollywood. Uh, one of the funnier scenes is when... You mean private parts? Yeah, private parts. <laughs> <laughs> private parts. Uh, one of the funnier scenes is uh, when, when the drill sergeant, Vince Vaughn, comes in. He tells everybody to get to work. You know, they're lining all up. And he does this Hollywood, private parts, doesn't have any clothes on. And he, I mean, he's a fit dude. Like he's a good looking dude. He's just doing pull-ups. He's like just a fucking working out all the he time. He got what was coming to him. He's got, this, he's got the porn stash and everything. 
And uh, he has to stand there in formation, completely naked. And then he's like, all right, let's everybody, let's go out. We're going to do PE. You know, we're going to go out there. We're going to do some runs. We're going to do some, you know, whatever bullshit army shit. And uh, this dude is like, he's trying to get his pants on. And Vince Vaughn's like, what are you doing? I didn't, did I tell you to get dressed? I told you to get to work. So this, this poor dude had to do all of those drills, even crawling through the mud underneath the barbed wire, completely naked for the entire day. Can I just, you imagine doing burpees naked? Oh. Slapping it on the ground. Oh, man. I would love it. <laughs> you, you know you know what else was, was funny about like this initial bunker scene is so when, when we, we interviewed uh, Adam Baldwin, he was talking about how he used to like to play mumbly oh, peg. Yeah. Uh, and there's a scene in here where like two soldiers are playing mumbly peg by throwing like knives between mm-hmm. their feet. Is that what that's called? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that thing that um, they were throwing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and basically Adam like, Baldwin was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and when Vince Vaughn comes in and they have to line up, the guy gets distracted and accidentally like flings like the, the knife in the guy's foot. Yeah. And so he's just standing at attention with a knife in his foot. <laughs> <laughs> we want to play? I'll play with you. Okay, let's go. All right, cool. Let me go. We're, get we're my, gonna we're gonna video that shit. Let me go get my steel toe boots on. <laughs> is, that gonna, is that gonna be our next skit? Yeah, our next skit. That sounds like something I do when I was a kid. We did a lot of dumb stuff. I used to throw knives at things, but not my feet. Yeah. It's like uh, I, I related to this guy a little bit when they were kids, growing up in the very rural mm-hmm. on the farm, small little town. Yeah, that's how I grew up. We did, we lived on a, a ranch that had a mountain with cliffs on it around the edge just like the that when they were like just get like down that. you damn kids you're so gonna and die we would yeah. climb up to the top of the mountain and like mm-hmm. roll down the cliff like idiots <laughs> like, i don't know how we lived growing up you, you know yeah. it's like you know and i was i was this kid who's like my dad you know very rural you know it's like like when i was like eight my dad my birthday present was a, a 22 rifle oh yeah Aww, good for you. i never left the house without you're my tw- without out, my kid. without my without my my single shot chipmunk 22 rifle mm-hmm. and my expandable fishing pole. I never left home without that stuff. On the other side of that, and I went to it, high school with a girl who got shot with a 22 in her eye. <laughs> still fucking there. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, I, I just, I just can relate to these, yeah. these kids, you know, beating the shit out of me and my brother. We, we fought and wrestled and fucked each other up all the time. Yeah. It's just how we grew up. You, you know, and this is like my dad's like, yeah, rub some dirt on it. You'll be okay. Block him with your left, Desmond. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that scene where the two boys are fighting and the and the guys like commentating on it, like, yeah, oh yeah, block him with his left and sucker punch him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, and, my, and my grandpa, and my I uncle, get it. we lived on a ranch with my grandparents and my uncle and and us, and that's just how we grew up. Well, you know, it was just it was, crazy. It was funny because that scene with Hugo Weaving where he's watching the two kids fight and the mom's like, why don't you break it up? And he's like, well, this way. One of them gets a whooping, and then mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I get to yeah. whoop the winner, and yeah. I don't have to whoop both of them. Yeah, toughens <laughs> them up, completely makes, reasonable. Them into men. Listen, man, I got yeah. three boys. That shit happens more often than Dude, you think. You're gonna have a fucking battle royale. Oh, yeah, and you're living. I already do. do already. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Dude, I, I grew up with two brothers, and yeah. we fought constantly. Yeah, yeah. my it's poor just, mother. My, my wife. Yeah, my wife is like, "What's going on? I can't get them to stop but fighting." I'm like, but "You're but never going to." Here's the thing. I grew though. up with only a sister, no brothers, and fights were a little bit different yeah. in my house. <laughs> Here, here's the thing, though. Um, your brothers are all gonna fight, but if somebody comes in from the outside. And, and fucks with one of you, mm. that dude's done. Yeah, yeah. From the other brothers. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Gotcha. It's just the way it is. It's just how it it's is. It's just how it is. It's human nature. I get it. Um, okay, so there's another thing I wanted to talk about with uh, with this movie. Shit, I can't remember. So uh, while you think of that, okay. uh, basically uh, the Vince Vaughn character, who's Sergeant Howell, originally Mel Gibson was going to play that role, and uh, but he wanted to focus more on the directing, and so he backed out and Vince Vaughn was like one of the only like non-Australian uh, actors to be ca- uh, cast in this movie. And uh, he stole the show. Like, like when he came in and he started like doing his Arlie Ermy thing and uh-huh. just like, like dressing down everyone. Like Jude, Jude was like, Oh, I was, I was kind of into this movie, but now I'm totally into this. Movie. I mean, I texted all of you and I was like, Oh my God, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then it stopped being funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if I was gonna like Vince Vaughn in the role when when I first saw him mm. because you know I'm used to you know Arlie Ermy comedic Vince Vaughn right yeah yeah you know Vince Vaughn is he's a funny he's a comedian actor wedding crashers mm-hmm. and he wasn't not funny in this you know you know I mean he definitely he was the only thing that brought the comedy to this movie he's right. the only thing that lightened this movie it up. was so appropriate though yes right because he's a, he's the shit talking drill sergeant yeah yeah and it, it wasn't like how like movies that are being made today especially like just movies like not to shit talk but 
because uh, you know I love Joss Whedon. Um, but like they'll put in like the comedic relief, like oh mm-hmm. he's gonna say something funny here, and it yeah. doesn't even fucking make sense, and it's really annoying, yeah. and it kind of takes you out. This was appropriate, and yeah. it was so well done, and it meshed in the movie. I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, let's be real here though. This the the training part in boot camp. It's not platoon. Okay. No. It's it's nowhere near platoon level good. No, it's not right. comedy. It's it's platoon's not comedy either. It, it? It, oh, I'm sorry. I think yeah. I, I thought you were talking about. I mean, I mean, Sheen, right? I mean, honestly, I think the I think the boot camp part of this movie is probably the weakest part. Well, you know, this, this movie the, is the, a slow the, burn. The, it, it is a slow burn, and yeah. it, you know, and I'm not going to give my score yet, but it's not a five star. Okay. Um, but I, I feel but they but they were able to really get into his conscientious his conscientious objection stuff and they explained that you know and, and they and they kind of went through how yeah. and yeah. why and and the trials he had to go and, through and it was also great but, to see like hugo weaving as the dad yeah. step up ah, and yes protect. thank you i was just gonna bring that up that's what i was gonna bring up so before we get into like the actual meat of this movie which is the battle scenes and and his heroic um saving of the, all these people the one thing that really kind of like transitioned from boot camp to war was that moment in the court martial where like they were trying to take him down. Like, you're not going to have a weapon. You're not going to be mm-hmm. in this army. Everybody was against this guy. We can't trust you. Can't trust you. Yeah. You're a coward. This and that. Like everybody was hammered, even his wife to a certain extent, which she is a beautiful, wonderful woman. And she was very supportive. But there was a moment there where she was like, just give up yeah. and get out of She's here. Like you're going to be in jail for the yeah. rest of your like life. Like you don't belong here. Just pick it up and pretend. Yeah. And he I, was uh, like, you don't understand what I stand for. Literally everybody right. was against him. I, I have so much respect for that generation. That was my grandparents' generation. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love that World War II generation. They, 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 every, it was such a weird, the stories my, my grandparents would tell about how things were back then. The whole country was at war. Mm-hmm. Everybody contributed to the war effort in some way. Or another. Yeah. If you, if you weren't fighting like in Europe or in the Pacific, you were building tanks, building and planes, planes yeah. and tanks. You were growing crops. I mean, you were, Desmond you were, even tells a story yeah. in this about like the kids who couldn't sign up because they just weren't physically yeah. able, committed suicide. My, yeah. my grandfather, they were so ashamed. my grandfather was was disqualified from the service, and it always, I think, kind of bugged him a little bit. He never would really talk about it a whole lot, um, but. You know, you always got the sense that he was happy to provide and contribute what he could. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, that's something that this, our, our current generations, I feel like are missing. There's there's a lack of respect mm-hmm. for our country and for... Well, there's a reason why this is called the greatest generation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And... Um, I just I don't I don't I don't want to go into a really deep place, so, but it's just it's just that there's there was something different about this era yeah. of the, the world. There was, there was no Twitter back then. No, <laughs> no, there's there no Twitter. Was there's no meltdowns over pronouns no, and stuff no. like that. And it was just it's just I just have so, a, I have a huge respect for yeah, that generation, and I do as well. I think more I wish more people were were like that. You, you know what I'm saying? So there's a Hugo's character, um, like he is an abusive husband. He's an abusive mm-hmm. father. He's kind of an asshole. He's a drunk. All this stuff, like there's a lot of negative about his character, but there's a few scenes in this movie where he's talking to his son about like why he doesn't want them to go to war. He's like, I don't want to see you go through the yeah. same thing that I like saw my buddies go through. And he, there was even a scene where he described like his son was like, I joined up, I had to. And he's like, oh, well, I hope your suit looks good after your intestines are on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And shit. Like, like he goes off, he, get, he gets reasonably upset about yeah. the whole situation. I completely understood where he's coming from. So like, even though he's this really dark kind of antagonistic character throughout the movie, you can kind of know where he's coming from a lot of the time. And he's, he's got PTSD. He's got mm-hmm. major issues that back then they didn't know how to deal with. Right. And um, there's the scene where he, he, in my opinion, redeems himself in a large way is when he goes to his son's defense at the at the court martial. He, he suits up in his World War One outfit. And he walks in there and he gets the general's permission. Says, yeah. "I want my son to be safe and to be able to serve like, and to do it the way he wants to do it." And he gets that paper and he brings it to the court martial. That was a great. It scene. It was a great scene. I loved it. 
Yeah. It was amazing. It wasn't an action packed scene. It was very dramatic. And I know we're not like, this is a podcast that don't, we don't really talk about drama movies, but no. this is a great scene. And I, I really appreciated that even though this character was by and large, a very <laughs> negative aspect of this movie, they still kind of gave him a, a pedestal to stand on and say, Hey, he still has some good in him. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because this follows the the structure of a lot of different war movies where the first half of the movie is before the war and it's showing the training and showing the characters and the camaraderie and mm-hmm. the backstories and stuff like that. And then you get into the war part of the movie, which is the, the later half. And that's when all the action happens and that's when all the drama happens mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. This was a very well-written, very well-structured movie. And the fact that it's based on a true story is just mind-boggling because yeah. it's, it's very inspirational, actually. All right, guys, before we talk about the big battle, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to have a sip of my contini and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you guys like what we do here and you want to support us, consider going to saltingnerdstore.com and grabbing some merch. We have a lot of t-shirts there. Oh, the mic is the podcast official logo t-shirt. Uh, if you guys do decide to grab one, uh, don't forget to type in salty in the checkout counter so you can get 10% off and take a picture of it once you get it, wear it, send us a picture on Twitter or on Instagram or somewhere. We'll share it as a thank you to you guys. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we try to get as much income in different avenues as possible to help support us and help to support the podcast. So if you want to help us out and wear some merch, head over to saltinerdstore.com. All right. Uh, so the big part of this movie, the best part of this movie, arguably the big war scene. This is just like 45 minutes of brutality. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible, crazy, incredible. And also there's a couple of scenes that I want to talk to you guys about. Cause it was like oddly dark and comedic. So Com- the comedic, a little bit comedic. I don't just explain why. I don't, this, I don't remember anything comedic about the last bit comedic hour of this movie. Well, is it the one with Vince Vaughn again? It's Vince Vaughn has one of the moments, but there's another oh, moment with yeah. where the big, the big dude, the antagonist to Andrew Garfield's character, who was like talking shit to him mm-hmm. during boot camp, his lieutenant or captain or whatever. Yeah, and he and he realizes that he's actually a pretty courageous, amazing person, and once they're in the in the shit. But there's a scene where I, I, I was taken aback. I, I did not expect them to do this. But he's down there. He's getting, he's getting bullets flying over his head. And there's a half-severed dude in front of him. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. Grabs this poor bastard who I, God, I hope is actually dead. By, by his, by his shirt. Picks him by up. Shirt picks him up by the, his shirt and yeah. uses him like a Captain America shield yep. and runs into the war with his freaking machine gun like blowing people away while he's using this dude as a shield to take bullets and i was just i watched this movie and i'm like okay half of my brain is saying wow that's really dark and crazy and terrible and the other half of my brain is going this is freaking amazing yeah that, well, but that's that's the kind of stuff where i'm thinking okay this is a true story but i think that's bullshit. i think that's garnished a little bit <laughs> but maybe it was. maybe it was i don't maybe know it's like i can see him doing the interview after the war it's like yeah man then this one crazy dude picked up this dude's torso and used it as a shield it was shields. the weirdest thing. I saw him running across the battlefield. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and I then just... he threw it and it spun and it bounced <laughs> off a tank in a bunker and hit three dudes and it came back to him and he caught it again. <laughs> and then he used it as a shield. It was, yeah. No, and sorry. we called him Cap. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was oddly comedic to me. I was watching that movie or that part of the movie and I was like, oh my God, are they really doing this? This is so nuts. And then everything went really dark after that. And it was just like, people were getting blown up. I, I, I know you guys, I know Kadish isn't like a gross out person. Like he no. hates that kind of stuff, but there was a lot of moments where I was like, holy shit. Like people getting burnt to, to death yeah. and, and shit like that. Like they went real dark. Well, for I mean, a while. Do, do you ever think about, you watch these old, these, like footage of actual battles and war mm-hmm. from world war two and those flamethrowers were real. Oh yeah. And, um, I can't think of a worse way to die. Yeah. I would rather drown and drowning would suck. Drowning sucks. You know, Getting burned alive by a flamethrower flame would just be horrendous. Yeah. And I just can't imagine even watching somebody like that. You know, it was just war is crazy, man. And just I, I don't know what else to say. It's yeah. just it's just be I, the worst. Like you've seen a lot of war movies, I'm assuming oh, yeah. like Saving Private Ryan and whatnot mm-hmm. like that. Where does this last like forty five to fifty minutes of this movie hold um, up to you? I as think far as- Saving Private Ryan is number one there as far as like as as, as the intensity that and, opening and the, D-Day and the scene. realism yeah. um this i feel like they tried to capture that but i don't know if it worked completely for me because this was they almost went too gory 
mm. with a lot of this stuff. You know, um, they didn't hold back. They did not hold back. Well, one, um, but, one, of the, one of the interesting things about Mel Gibson as a director uh-huh. is that he doesn't shy away from like showing you like horrors, like, no, like, like in Apocalypto and Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of like very like bloody, gory stuff in there, and. I think that one of the the masterful things that he does is he's able to juxtapose that mm-hmm. with like the good stuff. So like because it's so horrible and grody and, and violent and stuff like that, you're able to appreciate the you know, the good stuff when when you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he he utilizes that stuff in a very effective manner. I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is probably up there as far as war movies goes for me with the battle scenes. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the more well done scenes because a, a lot of the issues with a lot of war movies that I watch is like it's all freaking every time there's an explosion the camera just shakes wildly and you can't really see what's going on like this right. movie does that from time to time but for the most part you you understand the landscape you understand where people are it's very easy to read as, an, as a consumer like okay I know what's going to happen next I know where they're going like it, it was it was consumable a lot of times with war movies, people go overboard and they're just like, everything's freaking blowing up and there's dirt and blood yeah. and this and that and you can't see anything and it kind of just gets lost in the in the noise. So I appreciated that this movie took the time to show specific scenes with characters that you yeah. knew and you kind of understood what was happening. But, you know, and we had buy-in on all the characters too. Yeah. You know, you know they, they gave us enough that guy story. Ghoul. You ghoul. Like, he looked like worse. He did. Okay, he looked like worse. He did. Yeah. He was like, yeah. I'm 22, sir. Like the fuck you are. You look like you're 40. Yeah. But um, no, I get it. Um, I, you know, when it, when the people died that you were kind of like attached to, you're like, yeah. you felt it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, and when he saved them, you felt that too. Yeah. And then it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that scene where he uh, finds the guy who's blind and uh, washes his mm-hmm. eyes and restores mm-hmm. his sight. That and felt that, very Jesus to me. And well, I mean, that was it's a true, a true, story, true story, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was actually one of the things that he recounted in, in the documentary. And uh, you know, stuff like li- just little things like that, and you're just like, oh man, like that's those little um, moments of humanity where yeah. like, he he like tries to like help someone mm-hmm. and and it, because of the horrors that you just saw in, in the in the battle scenes they ring so much more poignant uh, yeah. when you're watching them yeah um let's see sam what's this what's the actor's name sam something sam whitwer whitwer is that what it was? no 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 it's not sam wentworth. wentworth wentworth thank you jude get the meat out of your mouth jude <laughs> Heard meats is my kryptonite <laughs> i can't stop eating them once i start okay um Flash of the Titans, though. Sam Wentworth. Wentworth. Whatever the hell is it. Avatar guy. Oh, it is Avatar guy. I... Okay. I genuinely, genuinely really like this actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's good in just about everything he's in. I, I really like Terminator Salvation. Like, it's, it's a bit of a goofy movie, but mm-hmm. I still enjoy the heck out of that movie. It's better than some of the other freaking sequels they came out with. And, like, every time I see him, I'm like, yeah... He's he's pretty good. I I don't understand. He's got why. like a casualness to him. Yeah, right? I don't understand why he he didn't get as big as they were like they were pushing him hard. Like mm-hmm. Avatar, this movie, forget all this stuff. He's in a lot of Clash of the Titans. He's in a lot of movies, but like something happened where like his career just got stunted. Yeah, and I never understood why because I, I really like I like when he shows up in movies. I think he's a cool dude. Sam Worthington. Worthington. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. So anyway, I just I like that he was in this movie. I almost forgot. That he was in this movie, and then I just saw him. I was like, "Oh yeah, he was in here." I, I think that's one of the reasons why his career has stunted is because like he's so forgettable. Like, like even when yeah. he's the lead in a movie, <laughs> you're just like, "Oh, I forgot he was in." The- Every time <laughs> I see him in something, I'm like, "Is that the dude from Fast and Furious too?" <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know it's not. The answer is no. But it's every single time I see him, I'm like. Is that that guy? Is that that hillbilly? Yeah, yeah, when we were watching this, Jude was like, do I know that guy from somewhere? I'm like, Atar, it's like the most, you know, watched movie ever. grossing movie ever. And she's like, no, that's not it. (laughs) She was like, oh, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Clash of the Titans too. Is Avatar still the highest? Mm, No, I think somebody beat it out. If it is, we need need to knock that off. One of the Marvel movies or something knocked it out. That movie's so overrated. It's probably The Last Jedi. Just want to clarify, (laughs) I also hated Clash of the Titans, the remake. How Mm. dare you? That movie's a classic. uh, (laughs) The remake? Punch the shit out of your teeth right now. (laughs) Whoa! Okay. uh, I I want to talk about my favorite scene in this movie. Okay, good. So there's a scene, and it's right after, like, the initial uh, battle scene, uh, where basically they get routed and uh, Desmond Dawes has seen all of his friends die and, and he risks his life to save uh, the soldier 
who ends up dying like right as he gets to the ridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like all this fire and uh, and uh, artillery bombardment and all this other stuff. And he's at that ridge and he's having this crisis of faith where he's like, he's like, please, God, why am I here? Yeah. Why am I here? And then like from like the smoke and the fire and the flame of the hell of the battlescape, he hears men calling out for help. And at that moment, he stands up and he realizes that's why he's here. And mm-hmm. he runs into the chaos. And that moment in this movie is something that just hit me so hard because mm-hmm. yeah. that's a true hero moment. I yeah. think Mel Gibson himself said that he wanted to make a movie about an actual superhero as opposed to like a spandex superhero. Mm-hmm. And that that scene in this movie just nailed that for me. It's the most poignant and powerful scene I think I've seen in a movie in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I mean to make light of that, but what that reminded me of was the scene in um, Independence Day where, <laughs> where they're driving into DC and everyone's fleeing. And uh, Jeff Goldblum is like, we're the only ones uh, trying to get back into <laughs> DC and life just oh. has a way and blah, blah. And it <laughs> reminded me of that. So true. Freaking Jude. God dang it, Jude. This is a movie, Jude. You got respect. Independence Day. Aliens. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Those goddamn Japs. They're the aliens. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum is a very sexy man. He oh, is boy. very sexy. You get to see his ass cheek in death. Uh, Death Wish, oh my God. old movie Death Wish. Really? Yep. You, you remember the, the fly. You remember the timestamp when we get to see Jeff Goldblum? It's like twenty five minutes in. But um, yeah. thank you guys for just totally undercutting. I'm so sorry. No, I do. I heard you. I watched this movie with you. You didn't even know any of this shit. You know what's funny is I'm. I did weep like. Not like woo, 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 weep, but weep? like I had like weep. Isn't weep like when you have like one tear come down, right? No, 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 no? that's not weep. No, weep is the. <laughs> oh no, I didn't weep. do it. What's that's weep? A, that's what I did at Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he weeped at Top Gun Maverick. Well, you did. Were you serious? No, no, he did. Tears. It was so special. I didn't know what was wrong with me. It was, I was not was wrong. <laughs> Convulsions, like dry face convulsions. I didn't cry at Tap Gun Maverick. Oh, I'm sitting Boy. between these two, like, are you guys okay? <laughs> this is a, this is reminds me of that freaking classic scene from uh, Sleepless in Seattle when they're talking about the war movie and the two dudes start yes! freaking out. <laughs> dude, anyway, there's something about war movies that just they get, get to us, right, dude. Right he's like, heart. when he threw the grenade back and he's like, leave without me, John. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Um, I don't remember what the moment was. I think it had to have been towards the end of the movie. I think it was when everybody was done and they were like climbing off and they were bringing him down in the stretcher after he got his leg blown up by the grenade. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it, that got me, dude. It yeah. just, it did. Well, um, that's what it's supposed to do. Well, well, even before they went back up the ridge to take it, like they were all waiting for him to stop praying. And like the, the commander's on the horn, yeah. and he's like, "Get the fuck up there!" Yeah. Like, like twenty no, no, no. minutes ago, and they're like, "Nope, he's nope. Not. <laughs> Desmond Dawes ain't done praying." Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that moment too. That was great. Um, okay, so for my final thoughts, I enjoy the hell out of this movie's first watch. It was amazing. It's it deserves all the praise in the world. Um, I love the message behind it specifically. I think it was just a, a great hero story, great faith story, and I appreciate the heck out of that. Um, one last thing I want to say. Did any of you guys catch the Mel Gibson cameo in this movie? No, I, I did right at the beginning. Uh, the, there's where, one where, of the, who was it? Yeah, one at the very, very beginning when when the camera's looking up from the point of view of Desmond. Desmond? Yeah. Yeah. And he's looking up and they're like, we're going to get it you. Jesus. He's, well, kind of. He's like, I'm, we're going to get you out of here, son. It's Mel Gibson who says that. Oh. And, and Mel Gibson's son is actually in this movie. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he, he plays the soldier uh, Lucky, I think. Hmm. And there, there's another Mel Gibson cameo, which I don't think you really get to see his face, but when Desmond does get his leg blown up by the grenade and they put him on the stretcher, Mel Gibson is the guy on, the, on his head to the uh, right-hand side. He's the one carrying the stretcher. And you can tell, like, there's a moment huh. where you get to see his face and also just, I can... I, yeah. Because I've watched so many Mel Gibson movies, I recognized his freaking arm. Like, I can tell. Like, oh, that's Mel Gibson's hand. Like, I know what it looks like. So, Also, um, speaking of stretchers, the scene where Desmond saves Vince Vaughn's character, where mm. he puts him on this makeshift stretcher, and Vince Vaughn is literally, like, shooting Japanese soldiers yes. as he's being rescued. Yeah, that was awesome. That was yeah. dope. Yeah. yeah. And and it, it's kind of funny. And it was be- the first time in the movie that he picked up a gun. This is true. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny that um, so the real Desmond Dawes, the way that that he got injured, 
So he, he did take shrapnel to the leg. That part is true. Um, and while they were evacuating him, um, they were getting like kind of like pinned down by like enemy fire. And there was another soldier who was like, uh, who had been shot. And he, Desmond rolled off the, the stretcher and he said, get this guy to safety, come back for me. And so he was in a foxhole while this other guy got to safety. And while he was in that foxhole, a sniper shot him in the, the arm. Whoa. And uh, so he was like triaging himself and uh, and basically um, the, the group came back and got him off to safety. But like, he, even when he was like being evacuated, he was willing to sacrifice and save someone else. Awesome, awesome. All right, V, final thoughts, give it a rating. Um, thoroughly enjoyable movie. I had a great time watching it. Um, I don't, I don't know how to rate it. It's because I did have a good time with it. It's a heavy movie, but it's, it's, a, it's well, also a put fun it in the movie. in the war movie genre. Um, Saving Private Ryan, shit like I, that. You know, it's 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 up there. I'm not going to give it five stars. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's really a three star movie, but I'll go three and a half. Okay, is that fair? Sure. Three and a half stars. So rules are made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. they are. I mean. <laughs> If you haven't seen this movie, this was my first watch, and um, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked watching this. I it was I, I watched it from beginning to end. I didn't get up. Okay. And you know me. Oh if, yeah, yeah. If, if I you get check up, your phone, if, you're out. I'm yeah. out. And you know, it's like, and I didn't really do that. So nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's a good movie. Definitely worth watching. And uh, check it out if you haven't. Three All and a right. half stars for me. So cool. Jude, how about you? Okay, so war movies is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm 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 gonna put it in the realm of just Mel Gibson movies. So we've seen other Mel Gibson movies. Um, for me, like this was, I didn't remember that I'd seen it before, so it was a bit forgettable for me. Upon rewatching, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I have seen this movie before. And I don't know if that's down to marketing or just down to like it not being Your the thing. kind of movie that I'm like gaga for. Mm-hmm. That being said, like watching it for the podcast, I was like. Wow, this is a this is actually a really good movie. I don't know that I ever need to watch it again. It's not the kind of thing that inspires rewatchability in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, just as as a Mel Gibson movie, Mel Gibson Mel Gibson directed movie, and just as a movie, it's really good. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it something that I'm gonna be like? You know what we should do tonight? Watch Hacksaw Ridge. Absolutely <laughs> fucking not. No. Yeah. I, I, I never need to watch it again. But not in a way that I'm like, I'm never going to watch this fucking thing again. It's just, I don't need it. I've yeah. seen it. I get it. And I value it. So for me, it's kind of middle, middle of the road, maybe slightly above. I'm going to give it uh, three snipers out of five. Okay. Kadish? Oh, doesn't make lighthearted movies no. <laughs> and he doesn't make movies that are uh, less than two hours long. Uh, I warned Jude this week that all these movies were very heavy. I went through a lot of wine this week. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Does um, the podcast need to comp you for your wine consumption? Maybe. <laughs> and, and like, this was a week where like, I kept not wanting to watch the movies cause I'm, I was just like, I know what I'm in store for. These movies are really good, but they're all really heavy. And it's just like, uh, it, it weighed on me, but mm. you know, st- staying true to form, like when we did watch them, I was very much enjoying what I was watching when I was watching it. This movie, again, very heavy movie, um, but great acting, great story, great script. The battle scenes are extremely well directed. Um, the the themes to this story are really good. The fact that it's a true story, it makes me want to track down the documentary, the conscientious objector, Same. and watch that and and see like like just get the real story from the people who were there and who lived this. Um, but Mel Gibson is a really fucking good director, and I haven't seen a movie that he's directed that I haven't liked. Mm. And this movie, I had forgotten how emotionally poignant and powerful it could be and i had feels when i was watching it and to me that's what makes a good war movie it's not necessarily anti-war but it it, but it's almost like pro kindness pro humanity yeah because like the main character is someone who doesn't want to kill things he wants to fix things he wants to bring a little bit of light back into the world in, in a dark time and i think that type of message is something that we really need and that mm-hmm. we're sorely missing in, in the current crop of Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. 
And so uh, I'm going to give this a solid four conscientious objections out of five. <laughs> nice. And nice pronunciation too. Thank I can't you. do it. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is a four out of five for me. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. I do agree with Jude though. It's not a movie that I'm going to be like, oh, I need to go watch Hacksaw. No. Like this is, this is a movie that I can watch and I can truly appreciate. It's not rewatchable. It's not a movie night movie. Yeah, it's not a movie night movie. Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. It's a heavy movie. Like if I'm going through like, there's every once in a while I go through these waves of like, man, I really, I'm, I'm feeling nostalgic for like a good war movie. Yeah. yeah. This will be on my list. Maybe the next time I'm going through a breakup. <laughs> okay i mean I, that's what you're gonna do um but yeah it was it was a great movie i had a great time with it and uh i think mel gibson is a, is a fantastic director if this is what he's offering us as a, as a consumer like this yeah. is amazing so good job on that all right guys that's it for hacksaw ridge thanks for joining us on this youtube video if you're brand new here don't forget to like and subscribe we do a, a brand new theme every single week this week's theme is mel gibson directed movies so join us for this week we're doing apocalypto and braveheart coming up pretty soon so join in subscribe comment what's your favorite mel gibson movie whether he directed it or not just comment below and let us know Vader, where can they find you on the social? You can find me on Matt Vader at Matt Vader 74 on Twitter mostly. Um, and also on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I need to like pay more attention to those, but you're a Twitter guy. <clears throat> I'm a Twitter guy, but yeah, yeah at Matt Vader 74 on cool. the socials. I'm out there. All right, Jude. You'll never find me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> she literally deleted yeah. her app. Yeah. yeah. If you do, it's just because I've neglected to, delete my account. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to respond. Uh, but you can find me at I am Juju on Instagram and on TikTok. Right. If you find me on Facebook, I'm not going to respond to you. That's just like for high school friends and family members. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. And <laughs> find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com takes you to my Amazon page where you can check out my books. And be sure to go to saltylist.com to sign up for our newsletter. All right, guys, and I run the Salty Nerd Podcast Instagram account. So if you join over there, we have a, gr a lot of great uh, stories that we share. We take clips from the TV show and other stuff like that and make reels. So if you want to join me, head over to Instagram, follow us there. And uh, don't forget, we have a brand new YouTube channel called Salty Nerd Highlights. And it's just the best bits of all of our shows. So if you don't have time to watch the entire show, head over to Salty Nerd Highlights and you can get some of the best comedic hits right there. It's ran by one of our good friends and Patreons of the con of our uh, uh, podcast R2 uh, over there at uh, was after the weekend podcast. Yes. They, they help us out with that too. So head over there, join up. There's only like 30 subscribers, brand new channel. Mm -hmm. Jump in, get them to a, a higher level of the subscribers. Some of our subscribers from the YouTube channel can head yeah. over there and get some cool content. I did trivia with them not too long ago. It's trivia really nights. fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Shout out to R2. He's a great guy. Go follow After the Weekend. After the Weekend podcast. Yes. Follow him. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Stay soft.